0: of Ramsey Solutions. This is the Ramsey Show. It's where we talk to America about their life, their money, their work, and their relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me this hour. We are here for you. 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. Let's go to the Motor City to start this hour off. Mitchell is there in Detroit. Mitchell, how can we help? Hi.
1: um, So I'm trying to decide if I should focus my energy and attention on the career I currently have or switch over to um, the business that I currently have. So I I currently work as an automation technician and I work for a great company that is very loyal to me and supporting me. And they're, they're sending me to college on their dime, but I have a contract with them for five years. So I, I have a commitment to this company and, uh, I do really love this company and I think it's full of great people, but, um, I read, I read your book, Ken, from paycheck to purpose. And, um, the, the part where you talked about getting clear with yourself really, uh, it, I don't know, I just had an epiphany and I kind of thought that I'm not so sure that this is what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. And I just have this, this inner passion for owning my own business and I I can't help but feeling like I owe it to society and our world to bring put my best skills forward and and do what I think I am the most passionate about
2: how old are you Mitchell
1: I currently I'm 20
2: you're 20
0: and tell me about the
1: side business So the business that I currently have is is essentially like a marketing agency. I I make ads for what is, it's right right now, I only make ads for my own company. I, uh, I, I get with, I, so it's a flashlight business. I have suppliers and I like go out and find suppliers that have very high quality flashlights, bring them to the U S and then basically act as their marketing agency and how much money? Advertisements and making,
0: how long you've been doing it? and How much money are you averaging a month from this side business?
1: So I launched the website about a month ago, and I've probably made about a thousand dollars. Okay, great.
0: Well, first of all, I love your enthusiasm and your passion, and you read correctly. That is what I want you to do, and I do think that you have a unique contribution to make. However, um, I was once twenty. It's hard to believe <laughs> when I say that. <laughs>
2: when you said. Mitchell from the Motor City. Yeah. I thought, oh, his 20-year-old days were yeah. far away. So a very <laughs> old man comment. No, that's what they
0: call Detroit, the <laughs> I Motor know, City. Thank you a, very much. Just a
2: grandpa move. Uh, that's fine. I'll uh, take it. Okay. That's
0: fine. I can handle it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Mitchell, you're 20, right? And so um, you've got a lot of time, and you also get this this contract. How far into the five-year commitment do you have to this company that they're paying for your schooling?
1: I'm halfway through the program, so I'm two and a half years in. Great, great. The schooling is three years, and then I have two years of full-time employment at the company. And and just so you know, I am fully committed to finishing out like, five years. So I, so here's the I encouragement. right? No matter what.
0: Okay, great, because that's the right move. Um, and I also love the idea of you being 20, and you've started this thing, and you're a month in. Because the reality is, six months from now, you may have another idea. Uh, and that's okay, too, at 21 or 20. This is the season where you've got a stable job. The great news is you, you like the work, you like the people, and there's tremendous stability here. So this is the season of testing and and exploring ideas. Um, uh, so my advice is stay the course. Let's try a lot of things. What you got to be careful of here is that you don't let your heart kind of drown out your brain here. And, and talk you out of, if you get some success with this, this marketing agency and sort of go, oh, I want to say it. No, stay the course. Uh, build it to the pace that you can build it, given you've got responsibilities with school and work. And let's just see what else comes in into mind as you think about the future. Um, but there is a day coming, I can see it, where you will be your own boss and work for yourself. But you got to replace that income. You've got to replace the yeah. income. And so that's always the mindset It's very easy for young people specifically to obsess about the next and miss what you need to do in the now and then ultimately sacrifice the next. So that's my only caution. You got a a really level head. I think you got a really good plan. Rachel, any thoughts here on this? Yeah,
2: you sound extremely mature uh, to be a 20 year old. So I think that, yeah. And I think, like Ken's saying, continue to grow. And I think even, you know, and you already said this, but honoring that time with the company and the investment they're putting in you taking you through school and all of that and even that in itself is a good character move like when you can learn to keep your word early on uh and and stay the course like ken is saying there's even a a character quality to that mitchell of uh that's a great value of great value so um yeah i think i think you're doing awesome and like ken said i think we're going to look down the future. Mitchell yeah. will have his own company at some point in life for
0: yeah. sure. Patience mm-hmm. is a superpower. I wish I'd have known that at twenty. Patience—it really does pay off. All right, so here's another. Uh, let's see if this is another grandpa move. Ah, Your words. Motor, let's go north. Of, let's go north of the border. You said that earlier too, but like, I'm going to say it are, again because that's where are. it is. Toronto, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth is there. Elizabeth, how can we help?
3: Hi, hi, Ken <laughs> and Rachel. Greetings from the sunny Toronto, sunny and dry Toronto. Oh, well, that's nice because it accent. is
0: wet here in Nashville today. So
3: that's exactly why I'm saying sunny and dry over here. We're boasting from the north that we have sun and dryness.
0: That's fantastic. How can we help you today, <laughs> okay. Elizabeth?
3: So um, I want to know um, whether or not I should pay off my mortgage or my HELOC. And I know Ramsey says, pay off the HELOC. That, that, that's the only two debt I have. And I was focusing on paying off the HELOC until I ran into a snag this, Yeah, uh, today where um, I maxed out the amount that I could pay within one year, which is 15%, and um, I can't do anything more with the HELOC because I locked in for five years um, variable rate. It's now at 3.58, and this is where we're at. Now, the mortgage, on the other hand, um, so the HELOC, I have 79389 three eighty nine left on that, 79389 And the mortgage, I have $129,500 um, on that. Uh, my mortgage is coming due um, December 1st, 2022. The rate, it's a locked rate at 254 so I don't know I, uh, uh, what to do right now um, with these two. I know he says pay off the HELOC, but where we are right now, I'm a little stumped
2: because I can't pay anything more without paying a penalty on the HELOC. Of that for going over. Was there an option, mm-hmm. Elizabeth, to roll it into your mortgage?
3: There is an option in December.
2: Yeah, you could I, look into I, I do I didn't that want because to do that, but. Yeah, you'll be paying both debts off, and it'll be a lower interest rate if you do that. We always say to pay off the HELOC if and put it in Baby Step Two if it's half of your annual income. But all the math that you're that you're throwing at me, I'm assuming that's probably not the case. So if you can just roll it into your mortgage, that's an option to get a lower interest rate and then attack it. But you're doing you're doing great, Elizabeth. Thanks so much. Thanks yeah, for the call. Thank
0: you so much for the call. By the way, I like the way she said your name. I might. Eurasia. I might call you Rachel. I love it. The rest of the show. <laughs> I like because I'm north of the border. <laughs>
2: Oh, folks, the things that irritate
0: (laughs) Rachelle Cruz. Uh, so fun. Hey, don't move. More of the Ramsey Show coming up. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me this hour as we take your calls, 888-825-5225. That is the toll-free number. Dalton is up in San Antonio, Texas. Dalton, how can we help?
4: Hey, guys. First off, thank you so much for taking my call. Really love the show. Love all y'all. Thank you. My question is this. Yes, no problem. My question is this. Should I stay in my current sales job as an RV salesman? Or should I go back to school and pursue law school?
0: Okay. So what's on the other side of law school for you? What does that look like, that vision?
4: So I uh, have been passionate about uh, justice and law, and so a career that I can actually see myself doing and being able to help people, um, not only that, it's also something i can make money doing mm-hmm. um and so also uh, the vision there is i mean i don't want to limit myself mm-hmm. but because i know there are several different pathways once you become an attorney mm-hmm. but probably going to try to focus on helping veterans out
0: okay mm-hmm. all right so i just wanted to hear your heart behind it you know because when somebody asks me a question like that it's 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 like well if you want to be a lawyer you got to go to law school. And I, I am no fan of grad school for just for the sake of burnishing your resume. Uh, but in this case, it's right. obviously relevant. You got to do it. Uh, so the question is, what what do you have saved? Um, because I, I have an idea for you that I don't think most people know about. I had the privilege of interviewing a guy who was a lawyer who wrote this small little booklet and blew my mind about how you can go to law school for free. And I'm going to tell you about that in a second. But I want to know what's your target schools, what kind of money do you have set aside? Because we don't want you to go into debt, and law school can be unbelievably expensive.
4: Gosh, gotcha, you got gotcha. So I um, actually don't have any debt I'm on baby step three, mm-hmm. um, saving my emergency fund, working on that. The thing is, is my grandmother, when she passed away, she left Um, in her 401k, um, a certain amount of money that my dad actually has access to every year. And that is what is helping pay off my brothers, my sisters, and eventually will help pay off my um, student loans by God's grace. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, but I still don't want you to, I I would rather that money maybe go towards paying for some of the school and cash flowing. Sure. So let me tell you about this and you got to do your homework. Okay. So you're going to have to do your homework on law schools that you're interested in, but here's the simple process. There are all of the big, shiny, impressive, like Vanderbilt Law or Harvard Law. Um, But there are, you wouldn't believe, like all of the state schools, uh, smaller schools that you've never heard of that have law programs. And if you score a certain number, and it's very high, so you can go do the research, this is readily available, uh, on the LSAT, which is the entrance exam for law school, uh, certain scores, and you can take the LSAT, by the way, Dalton, as many times as you want. And that to me would be the play because if you get a certain score, law schools will ask you to come to their law school and give you a full ride. Mm. And the reason is because they're looking to put out successful lawyers. So I want you to know that's not some scheme. That's not a a pipe dream. That's real. And I would really implore you to think about that because here's what I know, Rachel. Um, I've not had to deal with lawyers very much. Had to hire a lawyer a few times on just contract stuff. Nothing big. But you know what I've never asked them? Where they went to law
2: school. Yeah, yeah. Same with doctors. Yeah, right.
0: Last time you went and got a checkup hospital,
2: up. and you're like, "I need, sir. Okay, okay." Right. It wasn't like, well, <laughs> if you didn't go to one of these three schools, right, right. I'm As they're rolling different... you back
0: to the ER, yeah, right. or the operating room, and Unless, you're like, yeah. "Yeah, nobody cares." So, Dalton, that's what I, I I want the money. First of all, go get really clear with your dad. What's the allocation yeah. for me for law school? And instead of thinking about applying that to a loan. How about we apply that to any tuition or maybe housing or something that you might need to make this transition? So that's what I want you to hear. Yes, you should go to law school. Don't rush, all right, because law school is going to be there. The veterans and the people you want to help with that law degree are going to be there. So I'd get my ducks in a row is what I'm saying here, and I would really, really encourage you. If you're a good student and a good test taker, I was not, but if you are, that's a viable option to save and Just crazy amount of money.
2: Yeah, for you sure, is sure. what's more of the motivation: helping veterans in life, or is it more being a lawyer? So, and it could be both. I mean, great, I guess you could wh- say both.
4: Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Um, uh, I am a veteran myself, and uh, short story long, I had a lot of things happen to me, and was administratively discharged mm. from the Air Force. And I just got off the phone with an attorney and they, with the South Texas college of law. And she told me that they are going to be able to take my case for free this semester to help me get that all situated and all fixed up. Mm -hmm. And after getting off that call, it was a con- confirmation. If I could do that one day for another mm-hmm. veteran, or even, even if I could do that one day for someone else who's struggling mm-hmm. um, with any type of situation uh, or legal matter, it, it would make the world of difference.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dalton, it, forgive the ignorance of this. If it's an ignorant question, but does the GI bill not come into play for you on law school?
4: So it's, it's up in the air after okay. getting off that phone call with that attorney. It, it's looking like I have a lot greater chances of being able to use that GI bill. Okay. But if you were Um, taken off
2: for leave, then yeah, that's
4: part
0: of Mm -hmm. what's going on. Okay. I got you. All right.
2: That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, And the only reason that's
0: the full story
2: I asked that question, Dalton is I'm like, you know, not steering you away from law school by any means, um, but continuing to look at options. We talk about options on the show all the time, but like, where's a way that I can, do that and help in a way um that may not require a law degree like is is that an option at all because law school it's expensive it's long all of that but if being a lawyer is and the in the legal system is a real big passion of yours then obviously you need to go but i just wanted to clarify and make sure that um that you can't get that passion served in other positions besides just being a lawyer but that's great and i and i hope that it all goes uh in your favor for sure yeah because uh, that will help with yeah the GI Bill. That's a great call out.
0: Dalton, thank you so much for your service. Yes, and, yes, uh, thank, thank you, you for the call. Let's go to Gabriel in Fort Worth, Texas. Gabriel, how can we help?
1: Howdy. yeah. So I've I've got a pretty good question for you guys. We're uh, I'm trying to figure out if I should sell our house to pay off our debt or to stay in the home and find a job that would help you know kind of pay toward the debt faster. And if I chose the job side, I'd go from corporate style to a startup business.
2: Okay. Um. How much is your mortgage payment a month, percentage wise, for your overall budget?
1: Uh, it's yeah, twenty five percent. So it's fifteen seventy five. Okay. And I I make ninety thousand a year.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, selling the house. I mean, especially since it's not a huge part of your budget, which is great. It's what we teach that it doesn't eat into everything that um and how much sorry how much debt do you guys have
1: we have 22,000 in car which is one vehicle and then 6,000 in medical
2: how much could you sell and the car for are, uh,
1: more than that more than the 22 why would you just get rid of the car About 30, probably, yeah probably 32,000 so be 32 and
2: it's you could you could sell it knock everything out and have four grand hanging around knock out your all the, all your debt
1: yeah, and that way I guess we wouldn't have to have a sell the home or yes, or yeah.
0: And I, and I don't not I do not like you trying to make more money with a startup. It's too risky, okay, and it's unnecessary. Yeah, your, your house payment's not out of control. No, it's
2: not the house. The house isn't the issue. it's yeah. it's you guys buckling down. Are you guys on a strict budget? Are you are you sitting down They're, before yeah, the month begins? Strict. Okay, you know exactly where we your are. money's going. Okay, that's great.
0: Sell the car, baby. Oh yeah,
2: I'd get rid of that. Get okay. rid of it, Excuse sell it.
0: Nothing.
2: Yeah, I I would. I mean, you owe twenty two thousand. You get thirty two for it. You gain ten. Pay I off like the credit it. cards at six. Have four left.
0: Yeah, you're driving around a clunker for a while. Who cares? Save up.
2: Use that four to throw towards something else. Save up a little. bit. You make great income. Yeah, don't sell. No, you don't need to sell the house. Get real.
0: Yeah, thank you're you good. so much for the call. You guys are so close. Stay the course. Thank you so much for the call. All right, folks, don't move. More of the Ramsey Show coming right up. show. Thrilled to have you with us. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me as we are here taking your calls. 888-825-5225. We're talking about your life, whether that's your money situation, your work situation. Uh, We are here to help today. Let's go to Ogden, Utah. Connor is there. Connor, how can we help?
1: Uh, Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Um, So my wife and I are about ready to move out of our home. We have a little daughter and we're outgrowing it. Um, so I've been looking at our options and, uh, because my parents are so generous and we've been so blessed, uh, they told us about a week ago that they're going to be giving all their kids, uh, an inheritance early so they could watch them spend it. And the inheritance is about $300,000. Wow. Yeah. That's Uh, awesome. And so that opens up a lot of options for us. Uh, we have been kind of weighing it in our heads. And one of the things is uh, our current home is in a college town and, and we've been thinking about maybe just paying that off with a hundred thousand or 115,000 is what we, we owe on it still. Um, and then renting it out and then using the other 200,000 as a down payment to our next house, which would get us a comfortable house payment. Um, but the other option is we thought maybe we would just sell this house now and take the two hundred thousand in equity and put it towards our next down payment along with three hundred thousand or whatever to, to basically buy our next house in, in cash and not have a house payment. So we're just trying to figure out between those two options what what would be maybe there's another option that I'm not thinking about either that you can fill me in on.
2: Um no, not off, not off the top of my head of what you guys want to do. I mean, I think this is a really smart move and I think a beautiful way to honor your parents and the the legacy and the inheritance that they're giving you. I'm sure they would appreciate seeing this versus <laughs> taking 18 trips <laughs> around the world or yeah, something. I mean, sure. I don't know. There's something about it that is like, oh, there's like a stability. It's an investment. Um, Which way are you leaning? All that.
0: I'm curious to know, are you two leaning the same way? One of you leaning one way, one leaning the other. Uh, my wife is,
1: is leaning a little bit towards the renting. Um, and, and I'm kind of honestly in the middle. I, I could see it either way. I, I like the idea of having that extra stream of income yeah. coming in every single month. Um, but there's also that feeling of just not having any debt at all with our next home. Yeah. And, and just being free and clear.
2: Connor, do y'all want to be landlords? like the idea of an investment property sounds like oh that sounds great and yes there's passive income and mm-hmm. i come from a real estate family my husband loves real estate so like i get it but because of that i also know all of the work that goes in and then you said college town that I'm sure you can find the great group of college students to rent it out, but you're also renting it out to college students. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. or or possibly you could obviously not do that. But I mean, the landlord thing—it's that's not just a oh yeah, that's cool and fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ends up kind of being a part-time job. And if you're working full-time, I'll be honest, it, it may land into your wife's lap of her having to go and fix the the sink breaks, and they you know like it's it's a mm-hmm. it's a thing too. So I just want you guys to keep in mind. So it is a great
0: yeah. a great way to
2: have. Um, I mean, Passive income, but I, if I were you, I would just be free and clear. And then, if you guys want to save up because you won't have a mortgage if you just sold it and um, and then paid cash for your primary residence, yeah, I mean that that's phenomenal. Then you could save up a lot. And if you guys chose to go into real estate investing, then then you could and start small, uh, maybe even a different location. Right?
0: right. Yeah. Like okay. so. So, fun little exercise. How much do you think you could get? per month for that house in the college town. If you paid it off with some 13, of this inheritance, 50. how much?
1: 1350 is about what the rent would be.
0: Okay, so again, you know, what's that going to end up being? Uh, $18,000, $19,000, $20,000? I'm not really great at math, but somewhere in that range, right? mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, 15000 something like that. So you have to sit there with your wife and go, okay, here's the income that this would spit off, but that doesn't include... The expenses which Rachel to say, was touching—it's not going to yeah. be free and no. clear. Fifteen 000 to eighteen thousand right. dollars. You're going to have it's, to
2: replace carpet in three years. You're going to probably repaint the wall. I mean, it's just yeah. I think it's, that's it's a. a thing.
0: I learned that one from George. I was with George, George. George campbell threw that at a caller the other day. I was like, "That's a really good exercise because it's like, is it worth? Is it worth all the work? Mm-hmm. Let's just call it net, just for easy numbers. Fourteen thousand dollars a year. You're going to have expenses. You're just going to and. Right. You got right. all of this for fourteen grand, and to Rachel's point, like, what's the trade-off on like a huge down payment or buying buying a house cash? You know, in this point in your marriage, so I'd get rid of the house too. I really would. Okay, it's just, a, but I mean, you got to sit down with your wife and cash. Yeah, vision and there's not. That. I don't think
2: there's a wrong answer here. That's because correct. Something because one of them's gonna be paid right. off. If you were gonna still have debt on an and debt on a primary residence, I would tell you to get rid of it hands down. But uh, for it being paid off. There's not, yeah, it's not right or wrong. It's just truly where you guys want to put your time and your efforts. You know, if it's, if it's my dad or my husband, they're probably going to keep it because they love real estate and they're like, Oh, it is worth it because of, you know, they just, it's part of what they love. But to me, I'm like, Whew. and to call it, Oh man, I just remember that I remember renting a house in college Mm-hmm. Oh I man! Know. Winston it's, lived with like six guys in a rental uh, house. And that's it disgusting. was I'm so, disgusting. I'm already disgusted. It was terrible. Oh yeah, it block
0: parties, and terrible games, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We
2: were good renters though. My group of my my group of friends. We were very clean. We were, we took care of that house. All I, right. We were. I was an old soul. Yeah. Well. In the college days. Yeah.
0: I think you're still an old soul. I'll, oh, I'll not as it. old as me, though, apparently, not, with my little not phrases. quite north
2: of the border, <laughs> like <Ken is. laughs>
0: Melissa's up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Don't get me started on Chattanooga. Melissa, <laughs> how can we help?
5: Hi, Rachel. Hi, Ken. It is a pleasure to speak with you today. I'm so grateful. Um, I'm in a situation now. Um, I have a possible fork in my career path, and I'm hoping you can kind of help me unpack it a little bit. Sure. And so what's going on? I had my quarterly check in with my supervisor today. Now, it's kind of a backstory. We work for a big company who has two retail locations. I work for the smaller of the two and it's quite a bit smaller. And I manage, I oversee it and I have three teammates who work for me. And so we've been working really, really hard for a few years now, uh, even through COVID and all of that, on expanding, growing, providing more service for people. And um, we're at the point where the the company or the, the building that we rent, we're in, we have a, possibly having our lease being bought out by somebody else who shares the building. Now, we're not in a position where we can rent a new location. We've got a really sweet deal at this building. So what it sounds like, I've got probably a 60 to 75% chance that we are going to close my location mm-hmm. and we're going to be absorbed into the bigger location. My teammates will blend just fine. The thing that we run into is my position. Um, my director is super awesome, super supportive, and really thinks that there is a path of progression for me to take her position um, as she plans to exit company in the next two to three years i i'm not so confident but i'm also kind of interested i think maybe it would be a a huge leap from assistant manager to director um but i'm I'm just not sure what what i want to think right now
0: so what would (laughs) be a lot yeah i get it so what would the interim look like so if they shut this down the smaller location where you're in a manager position and, and mm-hmm. then you go to the bigger location, you're underneath that director. What role are you in? Are you making the same amount of money?
5: Um, we just started discussing that. It would be a new role created for me, sort of a GM in training, Great. Um, along with whatever else. So I actually get a legit paycheck with a legit job at the other location while I'm training and, and helping um, helping that business grow, but also learning the role of what I to be a director over okay. there. Okay,
0: if you knew that the path was two to three years it was guaranteed you were going to replace her would you be on the phone with us
5: i'm i'm pretty sure it could happen i'm just not sure if it's the right choice for me that's what i'm asking yeah, <laughs> okay so sense.
0: so yeah okay so you're not sure if that's the long-term play for you and i love yeah. that so uh how soon is a decision going to be made where you're going to have to choose i got about 30 seconds so give me the quick answer
5: um we're looking at probably end of year, we'll know what's going to happen with the lease. All right. So and here's I what I would to decide do. if I'm staying
0: or going. All right. So here's what I would do. I would spend time right now thinking about your long-term future, knowing that you have a safe option to at least take this for the interim while you still figure this out. Okay. So I just want you to breathe. Stay with the company until you figure it out long-term. Hang on the line. Let's get you an assessment, the Get Clear Career Assessment. I'll give that to you, a link and a code. I want you to take that as you consider long-term what your options are, but I'm glad you're stable right now. Thank you for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back, America. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me in studio as we take your calls this hour. Now, folks, you're hearing a lot of people in the news, the talking heads. You're reading headlines about the real estate market. And if you believe them, you're going to think, oh, the housing market's going to crash. It's going to be a repeat of the 2008 housing crisis. But I can tell you, you're not hearing the truth. You can't make decisions based on fear. You need the facts. And here they are. In 2008, there was a massive supply of homes, but not enough buyer demand. So, home prices dropped. But that's not what's happening in today's market right now. There are half as many homes for sale and twice as many buyers. This means the home values, while well, you may see prices coming off of the inflated prices, but values aren't going down. Uh, so, if you're ready to buy or sell a home, you don't have to wait. You can still win in this market, but you got to work with somebody who actually knows the market and make sure that you've got a guide to walk you through the process. And we've done the hard work here at Ramsey Solutions to vet agents that know your local market and have the experience of transactions to back up their advice. To connect with one of our Ramsey-trusted agents for free, go to RamseySolutions.com agent. That's RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Alyssa is up in Redding, California. Alyssa, how can we help? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call.
5: How are you doing today?
0: We're having a blast. What's going on?
5: <laughs> um, so me and my fiance, I'm excited to say we're getting married October 1st. Hey! Um, Congratulations. <laughs> yes, thank you. So we're kind of prepping up our lives. <laughs> um, we both finished the the three baby steps. Um, we are ready to like start going to town on like saving up all of our money towards a down payment. We just finished off paying off our wedding so we're good to go um we thank you yeah the only thing the the only problem we have here is um well not problem just we need to figure out what to do is in january jacob is uh changing his uh he's going through his credentialing program so he'll be starting as a student teacher for six months he will not be getting pay he just works 40 hours a week and doesn't get paid so Mm -hmm. uh, we're planning for that because we're like okay well what do we need to do then I make $2,600 a month, like as far as like after taxes come out, after I save my 15% towards retirement, I have $2,600. We're currently looking for a place to settle down to together as our first home. Um, So we're looking at a place for $1,500. We're trying to figure out kind of how much we should also, we both have three months saved of an emergency fund. So we're kind of figuring out what should our strategy be? Should we like, Stockpile it up to six months, and then like I don't know. We're kind of looking for strategy here. If you guys have any, um, what's the yeah, number? You said kind of you both basketball
0: basketball have. Basketball. You said you both have emergency funds. What's in each of your funds?
2: So four thousand for each of us. Okay, for each. So so, so eight thousand total. Eight total. Do you guys have any debt? No debt. No, no debt. debt. Okay.
0: And what would his income be again? You may have said it. Uh, what? what if he, I know he's without income for six months, starting in January. What what income has he been making up to this point per month? Right now he
5: can't. Uh, I think he, he got five thousand gross, but we can save thirty-seven to forty-seven hundred dollars off his paycheck. They fluctuate through the end of December.
0: Great. After
5: okay. After his living expenses. Great. And I can save one thousand. So, or sorry, he's twenty together. Sorry, he can do twenty-seven to thirty-seven hundred save off after living expenses. I could do one thousand. So together after we live. We can
2: save thirty-seven to forty-seven hundred through December on our paycheck.
0: Great, okay. And that sets you up for that next six months. Yeah,
2: that's just kind of the yeah. I would have a separate. I would have the. I would have the eight thousand, just for y'all's emergency fund, and then whatever money you guys have saved, you're going to earmark that right. Fifteen, twenty thousand, whatever it ends up being uh, at the end of the year, and then that's where you that you're and you need to run out your numbers too. Um, as as much as you can figure out. Okay, how do we, um look at our expenses once we're married and how much per month will we need uh and make sure that that total number is okay and that can just kind of be like your side bank that you're just pulling money out each month and you got to be really diligent about it um but also i mean the numbers you gave too besides the savings it's around 1100 left after your rent or your mortgage after looking for a 1500 hundred dollar place so that's not a lot i mean mm, you guys are like
0: yeah I think there's a little bit more hustle involved here. So I'm
2: I'm just wondering for him at night. At night, what's he gonna be doing after hours? And you guys are gonna be newly married, and so like it's not fun. But there's a little bit of this like adult life of like, hey, I've chosen this track, and I'm gonna do that. That doesn't mean at four o'clock. When he's done student teaching, that y'all just are going to hang out. He's yeah, probably going to have a job. Yeah, you're
0: not coming home and watching Judge Judy, you know? You're it's, probably
2: going to be working yeah. at night, like, maybe you that's know, right. at least four that's times true. a week or something. And, and I would
0: say even now. I, yeah, I think there's two choices. Yeah, it, yeah, that's a
2: good point. I, I,
0: I, if, if he's sitting here with me, I'm putting my arm around him and saying, hey, man, you uh, you need to go all in right now before the wedding you're working crazy hours stocking up what that six month number needs to be yeah based on what rachel said she's right that living expense budget what do we need so that we're not stressing at six months the last thing you all want is to be newlyweds and he's starting a new career which is already hard yeah okay and, yeah. and 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 he's not getting paid, even though he knows it's he's paying his dues. This is all psychology. Well, that and, and then say, you're
2: struggling. I would not be buying a house either. I would oh, be renting. Oh no, I would rent. I would be renting.
0: So, yeah. So rent, rent, rent. Okay. But yeah, I,
2: don't don't yeah. be a homeowner right now during all of this because you guys are newly married. Number one, number two, this added stress okay. of what could come up that you guys wouldn't be able to cover. Yeah. Uh, if something comes up okay. in the house versus where a landlord can, I mean, you're going to be yeah. so finding place to rent. Um, and you know it was funny. I was talking to George Campbell actually mm-hmm. uh, right before the show, and we were talking about we were laughing because we we're like HGTV ruins our generation, <laughs> as much as we love, you know. Why is the, that? Because of our expectations now of oh. what a house has to be and yeah. what it, and what it should be, and then you can add in right uh, social media in the middle of that and Instagram, but what houses and living is like today versus like yeah. even you know george and i which we were you're you're an elder here at the table compared to me ken all but, the shots at but my age the, today but in the 90s you know when i grew up in the early 90s like i know what our house was like as kids yeah. paper thin doors your bathrooms you shared <laughs> it was tiny that's like, so true like it just was yeah, i remember that. those doors and so you just like that was life then that was what normal and now the expectation so listen i'm saying all this to say when you are newlyweds there is a, an even heightened uh, emotional pull towards, we want to create a beautiful home and yeah. have like all of this yeah. and it's just so beautiful. And, blah, 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 blah. But yes, you want your space to be great, but don't have a, have a big a look in the mirror and just say, we are going to have contentment with this and we're going to be smart. We're not going to go financially in the hole and, yeah. and make a stupid move on a house when we can't afford it. Just to live in that level of like what it should be and what you think it is. You know what I mean? Like, there's.
0: I agree with you. This is the adventure time. Live yeah. live in a room over a garage that some old lady owns or something, and save even more money. Yeah. Let your husband move into that student teaching thing with zero stress, and you all focus on your relationship. This is the. I mean, I remember my mom and dad were in town recently, and these stories. I hope we don't do this to our kids. They were like, <laughs> "You will. Well, we lived in a nine hundred square. Yeah. My, my dad doesn't even talk like that. I don't know why I'm doing that voice. But you know, we live in a nine hundred square foot apartment over top of a pharmacy. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> like I'm supposed to react to that. I don't remember it. But you think about that nine hundred square feet, yeah, two, two room apartment. They said two room. It was like it was their bedroom, and then everything else was like I think the bathroom yeah. and the kitchen was all like right there. Yep. And you think about that, and you go okay. I mean, the jury's out whether or not I turned out okay. I mean, I realize <laughs> now the skeptics, but you, you know, we survived. And, yes, and, and yes. I don't even remember that. Yes, that's and right. And certainly that's right. as a as a newlywed couple with no kids.
2: Yes. Just don't get into the newlywed romanticizing about the living situation. I like what, what you saying. said
0: about HTV. You know, we need to be telling these young couples, go for the before house, not the after no, house. Oh,
2: Ken. Huh? That's I'm trying great. to pay
0: attention. I'm trying to be involved with this younger thing like you're doing. I like that.
2: I like that. So instead That's of the good. flip,
0: instead of the re- other side yeah, of the flip. Yeah, go to the first house. I know. Go to the before Get stable, then maybe you could flip it down the line.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: I know. I do love HDTV
2: though. No, it's great. We were kind of just joking. We were like Chip and Joe, you know. We love them, obsessed. But also they ruined us with shiplap. We just feel like everything needs to be true? shiplap forever. Even oh, though I feel like man. that's even fading, right? Is it? I think so, a little bit. Uh, Whereas Ken
0: was just thankful to have running water in his log cabin when he was <laughs> growing. Yeah. I lived in a log cabin. I'm so glad that you were concerned about shiplap. <laughs>
2: I grew up eating spam.
0: <laughs> Go research spam, all you young twenty somethings. I ate that hey,
2: every day. Hey, hamburger
0: helper. Oh, that's not spam. Like spam would not even a clear way. USDA qualifications. <laughs> hey, spam. it's been a fun hour. Thanks to the team in the booth. Thanks to you, America. She's Rachel Cruz. I'm Ken Coleman. And this is the Ramsey Show.